Welcome to Grace in Public, preaching and teaching in the heartland and all around the world. And now we'll go straight to our main message. All right, as as I mentioned these scriptures, if you would, with me, please listen to them carefully. There is he that scattereth, and yet he experiences increase. There is he that withholdeth more than his meat, yet he tendeth to poverty. The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall also be watered himself. I want you to remember that. That's in Proverbs 11, 24 and 25. Next. Being born again, not of corruptible seed. Keep in mind the word corruptible. But of incorruptible seed. The word of God, which liveth and endureth forever. For all flesh is as grass. And all the glory of the flesh is as the flower of the grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof fadeth away. But the word of God abideth forever, even the gospel of the word which we have preached unto you. You follow that, and remember the words corruptible, incorruptible, and remember the words grass and the flower fades away as the glory of a man, the best part of a man in his best day. It's the glory of the flesh. When he's in his height. He that soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly. He that soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Let every man give as he purpose in his heart. No pressure. But God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That you have all sufficiency in all things. For he ministers to the seed, or ministers the seed, he also ministers bread for food. Then he increases the seed that is sown, and increases the fruits of righteousness. And we thank God for the grace which is in you. We're going down now to verse 14 of Second Corinthians 9b. And thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Now listen carefully. There are two kinds of seed in this earth. And we do not realize it, but every single time we speak, because of the conscious mind and the subconscious mind and the unconscious mind, because the involuntary mind involuntarily receives usually what it hears. Therefore, every time we speak, Words are communicated into the unconscious mind. Ultimately, they are resident there. Now, if you follow this carefully, we are always sowing seeds, and there will always be a harvest of the seeds that we sow. Ultimately, we reproduce after our kind. A husband that screams at his children and mistreats his wife is sowing corruptible seeds. Then he uses another woman outside of his marriage and as a hypocrite has a selfish interest in her bringing his family into shame, his marriage into shame, and the name of Jesus Christ into shame. He's sowing 
corruptible seeds. When our lives are filled with the fruit of the Holy Spirit, we reproduce after God's kind. Why? Because we sow incorruptible seeds. We sow incorruptible seeds. And those seeds, though you may never see them, have a harvest. When we pray, we are sowing seeds with God for people that don't even know we're praying. And I'll guarantee you, based upon the word of God, our prayers will have a harvest. I mean, if you plant this spring, you don't get a harvest right away. You take care of the garden and you get a harvest in due season. So when we earnestly pray for the unsaved and pray for the lost, pray for our families and pray for our marriage, pray for the children in the school, pray for our teenagers, pray for our neighbors and pray for the college and pray for people that are in bondage to sin. We are sowing incorruptible seeds of faith with God at the throne of mercy. And God will not only answer our prayer, but multiply the seeds that are sown beyond what we're praying. And he also will increase our righteousness with the answered prayer. Meaning the degree of righteousness which comes from him that is accredited to to us, accredited to us, will be increased. The fruit of righteousness of Romans 6.17 instead of servants of sin, instruments of righteousness. Now, the faithful people of God in this ministry that go out soul winning, wherever they go, whenever they go, by faith, to obey the great commission that God gave in all of the four Gospels and just before he ascended in the book of Acts. They obey God and they go soul winning. Because Jesus, his last message was to go soul winning. And the last message that my mother spoke to me was very important. The last message I heard from my first wife, who died of cancer, is very important. The last thing I remember of my brothers that died, I still remember their last words. They're very meaningful to me because they are the last things they said. And the last things that Jesus said, will you please, please take this gospel into all the world? Please. And preach it and make disciples. Four times, then at the close of every gospel, then he did it in the book of Acts 1.8 before he ascended in verse 11 shows you the value he placed on sowing. That's why a week goes by, I never miss it. Now, we have many outreaches to win souls. Many different ways. Now, the music, the choir, and thank you for working hard in the choir. You were sowing seeds as you sang this morning and blessing us. And even though we were, most every, a lot of people are Christians here, but you were sowing seeds of love with your music, those that sing, the, the orchestra that does such a magnificent job of dedication, they are sowing seeds about Jesus Christ in music. Now, when we sow seeds, we scatter abroad our lives. We give of ourselves, and there is an increase. Even though we're giving away ourselves, there is an increase. We're giving our time. We're giving uh, our substance, but there is an increase. But he that withholdeth 
more than is necessary, tendeth to be poor with God. But the liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall also be watered himself. Proverbs 11.25 And God says, I want you to learn that every time you open your mouth and sow seeds of love and seeds of joy and seeds of edification through the Holy Spirit, they are incorruptible. But he said, all flesh is as grass and all glory of the flesh fadeth away. But the incorruptible word of God abideth and endureth forever. And this is the gospel of the word which we preach. Even tracts, when they're prayed over, and if somebody is going through something, become incorruptible seeds. Because the Holy Spirit and prayer and the word of God is behind it. Seeds must bring forth some kind of a harvest. Now, you think with me, even in giving money, you scatter your money away. And yet you have an increase, but you withhold it, and you're poorer than you were before. That's what the Bible says. It says the liberal soul shall be made fat. And as we give in Philippians 4.18b, it is a sweet-smelling odor and an acceptable sacrifice unto God. And when we give with incorruptible heart of giving, incorruptible faith, it's a sweet odor to God when we give. It's a sweet odor. Because it's a sweet sacrifice for Jesus Christ. In Hebrews 11.39, those that never received the promises, oh, in heaven they will have an eternal harvest. Didn't receive. That particular group didn't obtain the promises in this lifetime. But in heaven they obtain the promises forever. How many understand that? See, a seed that is sown in grace and faith has to have a harvest. If I love you, someday the harvest will come. If you love me, and you have, someday the harvest will come. If I love the people in the city, and the people in Baltimore, and the people in the county, and I truly love them, and I sow seeds of faith to God, and I mean it, and I make a commitment to pray for them, and witness to them, and, and help them in any way I possibly can, there always is a harvest. And that's why in planting a church, the diligent, spirit-filled, hard-working pastor always has his church grow. It may not be right away. But there's a law. That whatsoever you sow, you reap. And if you sow to the spirit life, you reap of the spirit life. And if you sow to the flesh corruption, you reap of the flesh corruption. When you come to services Sunday morning and hear the word of God, the music and the fellowship you have as you look around at the body, and... Seeds are being sown in your heart that come from heaven. And oh, do you need them today because you don't know how quick your flesh is going to die and how quick the glory of your youth is going to disappear. But the words that you receive endure forever. See? When you come Sunday night and uh, get out at 8.30 and... and the message comes forth and the word comes forth. Oh, the word of God is being sown as you face another week. You get up Monday morning with your family or your single life or if you're a widow and, and the word is going forth and it's entering and the Holy Spirit's taking it and he's planting seeds. Oh, they haven't uh, come forth yet. 
You don't know the value of one service. You don't know the value of three services a week. You don't know the value of sowing seeds and receiving seeds sown. They're so crucial. And we've made a commitment to sow incorruptible seeds in rap sessions. And we've made a commitment to sow incorruptible seeds in letters and on the phone. And to keep sowing incorruptible seeds. They live and they abide forever and ever. And as we sow the seeds and scatter them, there is an increase. But if we withhold and we live in self-centeredness and we live in our personality and we live in our flesh, spiritually speaking, we, we become poor with God because we have no seeds, no deposits for a harvest, no gardens planted for the future, no great blessings that are coming from the hand of heaven. And so that's why it's so crucial. And I want to close with this. It is so crucial. It is so important to understand that anything that doesn't come from the heart of love and the heart of grace and the heart of mercy is a corruptible seed. Even if it's good but not incorruptible, it's corruptible because it will make us good without humility. It will make us good and proud without meekness. It will make us feel good without crucifixion. I want to say this morning, redeem the times. As we go out this summer and reach different nationalities, redeem the time. And it doesn't make any difference if on a given day there is no harvest. There will be. God is not mocked. We're sowing and we're sowing and we're sowing and we're sowing. If you're not a soul winner, start being one. Start being one. If you're too busy to win souls, start being one. And by the way, if you can ever get to a class, you should get to a class even if it's one a week. Because... That class, a new dimension is sown in your heart. And so, I want you to see that we have begotten of the Word of God in James 1.18. And when heaven and earth pass away, in Matthew 24.35, the Word does not pass away. And the Word of God is forever and ever and ever settled in heaven in Psalm 119.89. Oh, to be filled with the incorruptible seed, to speak the incorruptible seed, to use it on the phone instead of casual conversation. I don't mean preaching or legislating. And, and to minister to in, in the home with the incorruptible seed and have that be motives, even though it's a spiritual thing and, and not necessarily anything to do with quoting scriptures, but spiritual in content because of the love of God, to have the incorruptible seed. Thank you for tuning in. If you can, don't forget to send a tax-deductible gift to us. Your generous donation made to our program promotes this broadcast and ones like it going out on the Internet and broadcast on local stations throughout the United States. So please prayerfully consider what you can give. Find out how to give your donation at www.graceandpublic.com. Ecclesiastes 11.6 In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thy hand. For thou knowest not whether shall prosper, either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. It's amazing, isn't it? We have a lifestyle of loving people. When we learn to receive the love of God for ourselves, when we be comfortable in that love, when We've gone so often 
morning and evening we've prayed on our knees, we've asked to be forgiven, we've we've basked in mercy and love and truth and realized that God's mind is filled, filled, overflowing. There's a continuous stream of thoughts about us, towards us, that are all good and they're kind. His intent is to bring us to a good conclusion. And so this these seeds of love spring forth and and produce fruit in our lives and we're changed. And uh, then we realize a life of discipleship. And in that discipleship, the primary purpose of it is getting to know God and loving others and making him known to others through love. And so this becomes a lifestyle of sowing, a lifestyle of sowing seeds of love. And what does that mean? And we can say it means many things, and it's certainly, as we heard in the message, being obedient to the Great Commission where we go out on purpose evangelizing. Yes, kindnesses, yes, uh, loving one another in very practical, real aspects of life where we have compassion on those who are in need, where we uh, have a word in season, where there's a smile on our face. And yes, there's an unspoken testimony of the life of God, where people can see Christ in us without us saying anything, and and that's true. But love is communicated by words, and sharing the gospel, talking to people directly, about the love that God has for them is so important. And they may never hear it in other... There may be many kind people out there, but they may never hear the gospel. (laughs) And we sow it in the morning. We sow it in the evening. We don't know where it's going to prosper. That word prosper there in the Hebrew, it's, it's a root. The root of it means to be straight or right to be acceptable, to to succeed. We live our life this way. We live a life with the intention of sharing the gospel. And, and, and uh, people have different ideas about what an evangelical lifestyle means. There are people who, in their approach to sharing the gospel, it may not be kind. And that's unfortunate. Just because those people exist and are out there beating people over the head with the Bible, (laughs) we would say maybe, and maybe that's happened to us or we've seen it happen to others or run across people, doesn't mean that there's not a real reality of being a witness in the marketplace, in our personal lives, in our relationships with people, where we do share, graciously we share the Bible with people and and the opportunity of receiving Christ. In Colossians 3.14, says, And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. I love that verse. Put on charity. Put on, it's an old-fashioned word for just loving people. Put on love. Put it on. Put it on like a garment. Wear it wherever you go. Put on Jesus Christ. It's the bond of perfectness. <laughs> Isn't it? When God is loving us and we are 
loving God, this relationship is glorious. When God is loving us and we are loving God and we are loving people, oh, what a beautiful thing that is. It's perfect. It's the way it should be, isn't it? We see injustice in the world and we see hardships and so unfortunate what men and women do to one another, those fallen creatures. But the injustice, when we look at it, the root of it, we just, people just don't love one another. They just don't have that bond of perfectness. It says in Isaiah 32.20, in the New American Standard, just the first part, it says, How blessed will you be, you who sow beside all waters. And we love people in every aspect of our lives, all across the board. What a beautiful thing that is. And it's easy maybe to compartmentalize our relationships. I have this kind of relationship with my family, this kind of relationship with my friends. These are the people at work. These are the people I see at the coffee shop. These are these are the people who I have a shared um, hobby or we play sports together. And maybe there are different kind of jokes. There's a different way of of dealing with people. But I love this love that just covers all of it. It's amazing. It's amazing when we start walking in that love towards everyone. Everyone has that same love, that we have that same love for everyone. And it, it, and we purpose in our hearts that we're going to love that person who rubs us the wrong way. We're going to love the person who's our friend, who's our family member. We're going to love our spouse. And yes, the depth of the love that takes place in beautiful family relationships, there's intimacy. It may not be the same kind of way that we would express it in other places, but we learn that we're going to love people the same. We're going to sow beside all waters. We're going to sow this seed of eternal life, of eternal relationship, wherever we go with whoever we're with. And we find ourselves, these compartment compartments that we put different people in, uh, those barriers go away. And we are who we are by the grace of God in front of whoever we're standing in front of. The lifestyle of love seems to dissolve intimidation. And there are certain people that maybe scare us. <laughs> we're intimidated by them. They are important or they're accomplished or they're powerful. Or they maybe they remind us of an authority figure from our past. But, but suddenly those uh, living in a lifestyle of love were comfortable in the way that we think about someone. And so we can walk up to the most influential person and treat them just like we would treat anyone else with great love and respect. And that's sowing the seed of eternal life. Mm. It says in Psalm 126, 5 and 6, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth... And weeping, bearing precious seeds, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Because a life of sowing means a life of reaping. It's awesome. John four thirty four through 38 Jesus said unto them, My meat is to the, do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. Say not, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white, all ready to harvest. 
And he that reapeth shall receive wages, and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. This is a lifestyle we live. We don't say later, no, it's not a good time. We say now. Now, Father, how how can I be obedient to sow the seed? How can I live a lifestyle of loving, of loving people, of loving you, and doing it in an active way and communicating with my mouth what you've done? We'd love to hear from you, so please go to our website and contact us. The web address is www.graceinpublic.com. Today, and maybe in times in the past, who knows, maybe today is the first time the seeds of the gospel have been sown into your life. That Jesus loves you. He loves you. He came 2,000 years ago. He's a historical figure who died on a cross. But he came for you, really for you. He knew you before the foundation of the world, and he had a great desire that you would know him and that your life would be complete. But it's up to you to believe what he's done. And only then, only then, when you believe, when you believe in Jesus Christ, you believe and receive him and ask him to be your savior. That love enters your life. And like a seed, it brings forth a beautiful harvest. So I urge you today, there's a little short prayer, and you can repeat after me or whatever way you would want to say to him in your heart, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Save me. Wash me. Cleanse me. I give you my life like a, like a empty field. Fill it with your seed of eternal life. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.